0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, bots and cons to Tech Talk, the officially unofficial Transformers TCG podcast. Now, we do have something a little bit different for you today. I'm joined, as always, by Scott of VectorSigma.info, but we do have a little more weight on the official side today. We're joined by Drew, and for you visual listeners, followers on YouTube, you can see his magnificent mug up on the screen at the moment. So uh, how are you doing, Drew?
1: I am doing absolutely groovy, gentlemen. Thank you for having me on the show again.
0: Oh, thank you for My coming pleasure. out. Uh, I'm hoping that, just a real quick thing, I'm hoping where you are that you're avoiding some of this uh, disastrous weather at the moment.
1: I am. And, you know, it's really funny because, uh, so I brief aside, I love books that are written by Larry Niven and Jerry Pornell when they're writing together only. And uh, Lucifer's hammer is about a, a terrible, terrible weather and you know end of the world type effects. And the Pacific Northwest is just sheltered from the whole thing. <laughs> <Right now. laughs> are
0: are you are you giving us some precognizant uh, <laughs> information here? Uh,
1: no, you know if I if I was a precog, I would be in a different job.
0: No, uh, that very true, very true. I think we all would have much different lines of work if uh, that were the case. So uh, we did have the opportunity to bring you on again thank you for joining us we wanted to well pick your brain about a number of different things relating to uh, i don't know maybe the new set that's around the corner and other things that uh, are happening you mean rise of
1: the combiners
0: yeah I, i've heard some things it, it's been around in a few different outlets uh a few different other content creators and also wizards officially has said a few things about it
1: just a couple just you know, it, it releases on March 1st, so we're we're right in the swing of, of all of the content reveals. So this is, a, this is a great time to be on your show. Absolutely. So uh, Scott,
0: I, I kind of wanted to turn it over to you first because I know you had a bunch of burning questions and I do as well. Uh, but before we dive into the questions, Drew, is there anything you wanted to get out in front of on there that you wanted people to know right away or uh, any other comments before we start firing stuff at you?
1: two uh, one comment two 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 notes uh note 1 is the release date is March 1st for most of the english speak uh, english language territories where we release this game so the united states australia the uk and, and and most of the other places um secondly we are are running with the help of our uh wpn team which is the team here at wizards that um, supports local friendly local game stores a um a sign up so that stores can sign up through their Wizards Event Reporter system, which is how, how they run you know stuff on that end, for a demo kit for Transformers, which will arrive right around um, the release of Rise of the Combiners, and it is to help stores and provide them with uh, materials so that they can be equipped to teach new folks who are interested in Transformers uh, how to play in their store, uh, because we've been seeing a lot of a lot of wonderful interest. And, uh, store owners and managers and folks who are listening, just go into WER and you can find that. Awesome. And then thing is guys, thanks. I really appreciate you having me on the show. It's really fun.
0: Oh, and again, it's wonderful to have you that it's funny you bring up that demo option because that is something that was on my list of things to ask about. So it's good that we already covered that, uh, it It's something that I was very excited about, which may seem innocuous to a lot of people out there, but it is a great step in getting things into the hands of people so that they can do those sort of things to
1: grow the player base
0: or assist in growing it's, the
1: player base. And that is exactly our intent. Uh, we, you know, starting a new trading card game is is a complex endeavor. And um, with Rise of the Combiners, one of the things that we're focusing on is um, uh, really solidifying the, the strong foundation we built with the Wave 1 product launch in friendly local game stores. Uh, there's been uh, great supporters of this game, stores who are carrying it are doing very well. And this is another tool in their arsenal to support their in-store communities. And, and over time, you're going to be seeing more of that from us. Awesome.
0: And that's great to hear. So uh, I guess that kind of segues a bit, Scott. Did you want to take the first question
1: here?
2: Well, I guess I'll segue into that. Um, I guess since you opened the door, is there anything you could talk about with any of that additional support? Uh, I,
1: with I will say one thing. It is a little bit too early to talk about things that would be happening in Wave 3 or stuff like that. But, sure. But the, I, wanna, I, can, I can talk about the philosophy here a little bit more. Sure. And, yeah, definitely. Um we want to equip stores to build strong communities of transformers tcg gamers and um there's been a lot of a lot of store owners and a lot of store managers and staff and people who are fans and working together to build communities in their stores and the we're gonna that's the philosophy of of where we're coming from um so you're it's gonna be you're gonna see things that are more like um community building and equipping stores to do that. And just, you know, get that right out now. Less of things like tournaments with big prizes. Um, that kind of stuff is more of a convention thing for us. Okay. And the local game store is much more community building where people can come together and share their love of Transformers at the local game store where they get their products.
0: Not to paint you into a corner there, Drew, so feel free to tell me if you can't answer this one or if it's uh, crossing a line somewhere. Would, would something... An analog to an M be closer to what people should be imagining when you say that?
1: It, it is a little too early to talk about details at that level. Okay. That's the kind of thing that we'll, we will be announcing um, what kind of programs we're, we're uh, talking about here, but that's, that'll be more during the roll up to the future waves, you know, wave, past wave two.
0: See you got to you're teasing us with all the spoilers for wave 2 and now we have spoilers about few fu- other future things man I'm really excited but <laughs> it it's one of those I'm I'm getting ready for Christmas I, I want to open my presents but I understand we got to wait and that's completely fair.
1: holiday season is really far away that's like Yeah. It's like my
0: dad used to say: keep the Christmas season in your heart all year. Come on,
1: <laughs> that's fair.
0: That's fair. <laughs> and with the way the weather's been, it feels like it's never going to get away from. It. But anyway, that's a, we're not to digress. Um, anyway, so Scott, I let me hand it back to you since uh, I I started to take the ball away from you there.
2: No, no, it's fine. Um, so our audience is generally, you know, the the hobby audience, the uh, the more competitive uh, type gamer. So like Everyone that we will listen to this probably has a pretty good idea of everything that's been spoiled, everything that um, they know about the set thus far. So I just kind of had some general questions then of a more deep dive nature on uh, Rise of the Combiners. So, yeah, so some people have expressed um, like concern about like the speed of radical mechanic being with the Combiners. And I was just wondering what the thought process was of putting them in so fast into the game. And other than them just being iconic Transformers abilities, I was just wondering what the yeah, thought process was.
1: I am happy to dive into that. So when we last spoke, and I think put, uh, you know the other venues that I've been talking about, about the philosophy of game design and set design with Wave 1, one of the things that's been a, a, a pretty frequent point that I've come back to is the first set of a new trans- trading card game needs to create this a, a sort of core box of mechanics that are easy for new players to understand because at that point everybody's a new player but then sure. also simultaneously define the 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 larger box of expectations and in wave one that was things like nemesis prime's ability and cosmos's ability um sunstorm uh, points that look at cards that that in in just by themselves point out the, the exciting possibilities of the game system. And those were very intentional pieces of game design slotted into wave one to show players who maybe you know, were familiar with TCGs or other tabletop gaming and had that experience and who could blaze right through the core game system into a level of proficiency um, faster than, say, someone who didn't have that background, that this game could go in places that would excite them in, in ways that challenge their skill, their deck building, etc. And in Rise of the Combiners, we chose both the combiner as a theme and also the mechanics that became combiners, specifically because this was the place where we reward all of the tabletop gamers and Transformers fans who really want something that gets deep fast. The metagame in, in, in Wave 1 is... Less broad, they're just fewer cards, of course, but they're a very circumscribed group of mechanics in there. And in wave two, that's why we have three new keywords, and that's why we have combiners in that very interesting and kind of com- more complex way to make combiner teams uh, combine into the Gestalt character. And that's why we have the combiner teams having different ways of playing and combining. This is all where we take we go out to that larger box and we start painting in the corners.
0: Well, that sounds awesome to me. Uh, is As a follow-up question, since it sounds, or the way you had described everything both previously and just now with the groundwork that was being laid, wave one, into wave two, should we, and this is also a future-looking thing, so again, feel free to tell me I gotta wait, <laughs> but I get excited. Should players be anticipating that future waves will be this dense as far as this many maybe not literally the exact quantity of keywords or mechanics or whatever but in whatever complex way that it's this is the level we're looking for each future set from here on out
1: so sets will be more like rise of. if you look at look at the spectrum where you know wave one just plain old tcg pack booster packs have one towards one end of the spectrum it is very unlikely that you'll see another set at that lower level of complexity. Gotcha. Rise of the Commanders is amongst the highest level of total new mechanics and complex themes and sub-mechanics that we would squish into one set. Gotcha. Um, but sets will be much more on that level than they will be on the uh, Wave 1 booster packs. In In some sense, you can think of Wave 1 booster packs as sort of establishing the base and foundation for the game system and everything else is going to, to build up from that and in different directions. So some sets you may see very tightly themed groups of mechanics like combiners where you know, combiners are, are very tightly themed. you need Brian right. and n number of characters you know of that team to fully play that mechanic. Some future sets may have a little bit less tightly, Grouped together, we call it parasitic design. Gotcha. Whereas some cards must be played with other cards in order to I- enjoy and enable the, the new mechanic. Some future sets will have new and interesting mechanics that are less parasitic and play better with older sets. And we that is a rhythm that we like to get into when we do game design because it it provides a variety of experience, a variety of absolutely to the, past, to the future. So. I think that that answers your question.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. And it definitely fleshes out a lot of things that I think are important for people to hear exactly what, both what to anticipate and so that it's setting expectations at, you know, I don't want to say reasonable but appropriate levels kind of thing. So it's, like you said, we, ha- we went from, it probably also feels, or at least I do sometimes feel when I'm looking at some of the cards, like, wow, there is just so much when I take a step back and think about Wave 2, and we haven't even seen the entirety of the set at this stage. But by the same token, we're also comparing it to what we had, which, as you accurately stated, it was intended to get that baseline in, get people comfortable and able to grasp what's happening. So now we have a firm place to jump off from.
1: Right, and I mean, you guys haven't even seen Triple Changers yet. Ooh... I, I, <laughs> you get me excited, man. I, I,
0: I gotta get this set in my hands. I'm I'm really excited about this set, but <laughs> uh, Scott, let me hand it back to you since uh both drew and I have been going back and forth. So you got another question you want to fire before I start geeking out about and hy- hypothesizing about what triple changer might be showing up or triple changers, plural. I'm not going to answer
1: that question. Okay. <laughs> I've got to try. I have to try. Sure. I will happily listen to you To you, prognostic. Okay. <laughs> well,
0: before I do, because believe me, if you've listened to our shows and our listeners will tell you, I love to hear the sound of my own voice, my wife will tell you as well. Uh, let me get Scott Rope back in. So, Scott, uh, what's the next thing on your list? Uh,
2: so, I don't mean to seem like I'm harping on the point, but... When we talked last time, we talked about satisfying multiple audiences between the toy collectors, kids, and the hobby uh, gamers. Mm-hmm. So, do you have any concerns that there might be too much in the set that some of the non TCG people might take in? They're not concerns. They're it. It's risk assessment, right?
1: So it is in 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 very businessy game designer terms. Benefit analysis adding in this many mechanics how many people are we going to satisfy how many people are we going to mystify i want to mystify fewer people than we sat you know than we then we satisfy in a vast ratio i'm not super concerned and part of that is because a game like transformers where the core game system is um very relatively easy to understand even if you're a younger player uh one of the things that we note for games with younger players is that that k- kids tend to self-regulate. Um, there are things that they're interested in and there are things that they're not. And a kid who cares primarily about seeing their favorite characters may and frequently... Certain kids just don't, don't even care about what the cards say. They just play the base game with the numbers. Right. That's... And that self-regulation is a great aid when we're putting putting things in. So, I think it's a healthy number of a healthy amount of complexity for the second set. Although I will say we did have lots, and we cut. I think at least. I want to backtrack for a second. When when we're when we're building a set or any pro, any big release, as you might imagine, there's vastly more game design ideas then actually make it into the final project, right of course and right we will down some ideas fall by the wayside on their merit or you know their lack of merit great ideas tough to execute whatever others and we end up with this list of stuff that's viable um, and the, the there is almost always viable game design that doesn't fit into this set so the thing you do with it is you push it into a future set Right, and it goes into that initial design bucket, and then it goes through the same process there. Does it fit thematically? Is it good? So there were at least two really good things that didn't make it into Rise of the Combiners, not combiner related, you know, other other mechanics that have been pushed into future products.
2: Yeah, I mean, to me, there's there's sub themes, themes. There's there's so much complexity with this that I've seen so far. I mean, just having another color gives you access to more dual cards like that windboy can use and things like that. There's just so much depth, even when it's not a complete theme, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For example, uh, Soundwave was, a, and his mini cassettes were originally in that and they got pushed out to a future product because there was, they don't really fit with triple sided cards. So they got, they have a different way of expressing that. So that there was two different things side by side. That was like mm, we 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 are diluting the main theme here this way. So we pushed Soundwave and 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 buddies out to a, a future product.
0: I think that's reasonable. And uh, you had mentioned before, both speaking with us and with other content creators, that doing it right and doing it appropriately is v- very high on the team's list. And that's something I can get behind. So
1: everything you're saying definitely makes sense. I I know there's a lot of really, really, um, and I'm one of them, uh, diehard Soundwave fans out there. Uh, there's an army,
0: I guess fittingly enough. (laughs) So I, I guess I'll take the next one that I wanted to post you. And it's kind of segues since we are talking about the design and how you came to create this set. So, that's kind of what my question is. How did you come to create the set? How far back did you know, I guess, specifically in relation to the game being created as a whole, that set two was going to be combiners? Was there any point where Wave 1 was going to have a combiner mechanic? or No. Okay. No.
1: <laughs> so go, going back to that, that establishing the base and foundation of the game system, mm. combiners are two left field compared to the base For it to be part of the first release. So we knew that it was never going to be part of the first release. That makes Um, sense. Yeah. Uh, um, But there was a a short list of um, Transformers sub-themes for the second set. Okay. And part of it was informed by um, fan love of characters. Of course. And some of the, the combiners are... You know, as, as you know, well loved by fandom, and so we we want to make sure that we are introducing into the games uh, characters who have for pe- for which people have great affinity. So that fandom is rewarded. and so that that was one of the things that led us to combiners. The other one was the mechanical um, uh, aspects of the design, and was the the. We knew that we could do and wanted to do triple-sided cards in Transformers TCG. And so, uh, you you know, we we talked about playing with card size. um, Right. And we want to continue that surprise and delight. And one of the ways that we continue the surprise and delight with the cards themselves was get triple-sided cards into the, the mix really soon. And so I would say those three things together led to the decision for combiners to be set to. Awesome.
0: Now I know Scott had some questions specifically relating to those triple-sided cards, um, so I want definitely want to hand that over to him briefly, or maybe not briefly, but in a moment. So <laughs> the uh, the question I had relating to it is totally out of my head, so I'm just going to hand it to Scott. My apologies. <laughs> it it wasn't something i originally had on my list and then as you were speaking i said oh i gotta ask him this and then i got lost back in what you were explaining
2: so (laughs) sorry about that uh there's been i I don't know if it's concerned i just just questions about the folding mechanic in general and and how i guess you could say strong the cards are is there anything you can allay any fears about that yeah, so I will say that it was fully vetted by our QA department.
1: And so QA in tabletop gaming means a little bit different than what it does in digital gaming. QA here is the group that vets the materials and the production process so that we are producing um, quality goods. So um, one of the things that is not super evident, um, from even from the videos that, that John Shork has been posting, is that the foil layer um, on the card which is the combiner gestalt side of the open three-sided card. Yes. That foil um, is the basis for the joint. And so that helps keep that joint strong over time and over repetitive opening and closing. Uh, we so, so we can safely assume
0: everybody on your side ended up putting things through their paces. Do you have any funny yes. videos of, of somebody like trying to... Tear phone books in half, but it's actually just a bunch of triple changers.
1: That's a great idea. Uh, no, <laughs> no, um, but yeah, it's it's pretty clean. I know that. Here's another example. Very early on, people were, were expressing concern that there were ragged edges on the on the joint. Okay, uh, and I think you've seen from the video that that is a you know a super clean cut, a precision cut, um, in the same way that our cards are precision cut. You know, it's done done in a very similar uh, similar manner. So, no, we we, we put this through its paces. Understood.
0: As we, we would come to expect at this stage, because everything that we've seen from the game so far has been high quality, so that's I have no reason to suspect otherwise going into Wave 2. Now, it is cardstock,
1: just as you can tear a regular transformer in half. You can tear one of these in half, can um, I can I jump in for a moment? Oh hey John Short. Ooh, we have a hey
0: another special guest. <laughs>
3: uh, I just wanted to say about the the folding. I've found it helpful to think of it more like a hinge than a fold or a crease or anything like that. It's reinforced. It's built into the card. Um, it it can be really difficult to see even from videos, uh, even up close. Uh, but it's it's super natural. Um, I was, I didn't really know what to expect and was kind of blown away. Folding card doesn't sound very natural, but it feels very much that way. Um, and we had some other people ask about, you know, well, what if I fold it the wrong way? And essentially you have, you really have to try. Like if you're folding it the wrong way, you're going to play before any damage can, can occur. Unless, yeah. unless you're going for some sort of
1: land. Yeah, you're 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 applying enough pressure that would destroy a regular non non triple sided card if you're doing it that way.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm really excited for people to to actually get their hands on these because they're they're really fascinating and um, they're a lot of fun to play with too. Especially if you need a, if you got idle hands, <laughs> you need something to play with.
0: As someone who collects the Transformers toys, I I'm very very curious and excited to hear the tactile feel tactile, of these cards. Like, I'm certainly looking,
1: forward to, looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, they're, well,
3: they're super cool. Very
1: soon. March 1st. Yep. Well, that that's reassuring that's to
2: me. Reassuring. How do you feel about that, I, Scott? About uh, yeah, that helps my fears a well, lot. fears a lot, because... Having played card for so long, I, so I know degradation, degradation can happen, can so... Happen, so.
3: It's helpful to be, like I said, think of it less like a fold and more like a hinge. And uh, I don't know about you, I haven't replaced a lot of doors in my life. <laughs> uh, you
1: know, we've been doing triple side. This is not our first oriented sided. Right. Like the the it was developed for the Duel Masters game, which we've been putting for, you know, over a decade in Japan, and that's where triple sided card technology pre- premiered. And this is this is a different evolution of that, that same innovation. Gotcha. Um, so this, this is not the first time we've been doing this thing.
0: Sorry about that, everybody. If uh, anything sounded a little bit choppy there, we did run into a little bit of technical difficulties. I think we got everything ironed out, but we wanted to make sure that you know, you could hear everybody crisp, clear, and clean. So when we I'm last- I'm still here. I'm still here. We didn't let him go because mostly I've we've been rambling, <laughs> mostly me. But uh, Scott, when we last, last left our heroes, uh, I think I was trying to hand the baton off to you for the next set of questions. So uh, did you want to pick that one up or would you prefer that I jumped in?
3: No,
2: you can go for
0: it. Okay. So one of the things that's, I guess, less lore-centric is more surrounding the rules announcement that just came up, which for us on the more competitive side was really exciting. Not Maybe not for me quite up there with spoilers, but it was really, really exciting. Uh, and Scott, feel free to jump in because I know this is also one of your things. So one of the first things that came to mind, Drew, when I saw that was great. We're going to get a lot of the the lingering questions that everybody kind of knew, but you know it's good to have an official answer for these things and it's also an outlet for obviously as set 2 comes in when new complications come in new wrinkles that present themselves is there an intent in the future or should we be expecting anything along the lines of a an official compiled rule book with you know the comprehensive rules with phases and all that the, all the diagrams that i guess nerds like
1: me love um not in the way you're thinking about Okay. I can. Uh, we so the official rules are always, go- and the official rules are the the rules document that's posted on TransformersTCG.com tcg and that is needs to be accessible to all of the different player types that we were talking about before. Absolutely. And the supplementary document, which is the FAQ, which is uh, a living document. As is the rules, the main rules document, and we'll get updated like when Rise of the Combiners come out, comes out. The new product page will have an updated rules document and an updated FAQ. Um, that is the place for more the more detailed questions that tabletop gamers are more likely to encounter than more casual gamers. Right. So I would go there, but gotcha. I think this is a good time to plug John's uh, new um, rules questions initiative.
3: Ah, uh, yes.
1: John, you want to talk about that for a second?
3: Yeah, so uh, a lot of rules questions coming in from all angles and creating these really unwieldy, unhelpful, cavernous threads on Facebook. <laughs> As
1: um,
0: they are want to do.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and which is completely understandable, but we wanted to try and circumvent that and make it so um, people not only have a place to send all their questions, but we can, in an organized fashion, post all the answers um, so that people can get answers to their questions and then people who are looking for answers can maybe find them, you know, without having to, to dig too deeply. Right. Um, so for rules questions and, and for any other questions you may have, um, we set up an email address. Uh, it's transformersquestions@wizards.com, at um, And we will answer any question that we're, we're able to. Um, and then the way we're doing it is I'm getting together with the designers and, just going through the questions once a week, and then we'll post all the answers for, for that week on Friday on our Facebook page.
1: Awesome. That document informs the FAQ. So a lot of questions that people have for cards that we revealed for Rise of the Combiners, we're answering those questions in our weekly updates, and then that lets us know where we need to be more, t- more uh, precise in the FAQ document. Right. And
0: that feedback, feedback loop, I guess, is very important, And it's definitely something, as I started out with with the initial question, that it's very exciting to me, and it's definitely reassuring also to everybody out there who had questions. Okay, the team is involved; they they are interested in what's piquing everyone's curiosity, or or making all the gears maybe a little bit of smoke from coming out of people's ears as they're coming up with certain scenarios.
1: Yeah, there, there there are definitely some some super unlikely scenarios that we are that in in terms in game terms that of course we're happy to answer. For example, it is totally technically possible if you get to like turn thirteen or whatever in the game, or or oh god even longer than that um, to get <laughs> two volcanicus in, in play. You could absolutely do that. You just have to attack with your Grimlock and then get another Grimlock and then attack a lot and get a lot <laughs> of characters and play two enigmas. Yes, you can do it, but it's really unlikely, especially if, you know, you, know, you have an opponent trying to win the game, say. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> and we're happy to answer those questions. Um, one of the main reasons that we, we moved to this new system that John just described is uh, with all the new players who are coming into the game and significant amounts of excitement that's being generated by Rise of the Combiners, we stopped being able to, to, to handle the volume of questions on an ad hoc basis.
0: I could certainly see that being the case, uh, and I guess at the end of the day, that's a good problem to have because sure obviously it, it says, "Hey, there's a lot of new bodies that want all these awesome new cards that are coming out soon." Yep, it was a very happy problem to have.
2: To... I mean, I was pretty impressed. <laughs> about, um, the two questions that were answered right away, so that that really impressed me.
1: I mean, you're 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 going to see us continuing to drop into. Um, into uh, social media and answer questions but that the real really this is um, this is the primary way for answering lots of people's questions in a, in a timely way. gotcha um, let me there's another part of your question that I do want to which is we've seen lots and lots of requests for a physical rules document printed in um and there was one um, uh, and you're gonna see a little bit more of that
0: You cut out a little bit at the end there. Was there an ETA on that, Drew? No, Uh, no, there wasn't. Okay. No, I think you
1: heard me. Okay.
0: (laughs) I got to again. I got to try. I got (laughs) to ask. So there was one. uh, Well, maybe not one other question, but uh, one other large question that I know Scott you wanted to get to, and since I don't want to keep Drew and John all afternoon, I know they have very important things to get to. Scott, you were going to ask about some other future-related stuff.
2: Yeah, we, we had talked before about like the possibility of like a just a 2019 or whatever roadmap. I was just wondering if you could say anything about anything in the future. I mean, we already talked about it a little bit in the beginning. I just wondering if there's anything else we no, can put out there. Not,
1: not specifically, and when when we do reveal the next the next wave, uh, you'll underst- Think back now to this question. You'll understand. Okay, cool. Completely fair.
0: Uh, one other ancillary one that I wanted to try and squeeze in. Again, we'll mount it back to Scott for anything else that he happened to have. I'm a huge fan of the Transformers video games. I play a lot of video games in general. Uh, War for Cybertron and Fall of Cybertron are some of my favorite games all time, and not just because of Transformers. I think they were really well put together. They told an interesting story about a set of content that I love anyway, is there any intent to either have a mobile version of this game or is there, to a slightly different end, will we see anything like a gatherer-type resource for online deck building so at least people can filter for certain keywords rather than look at just images?
1: So, uh, yes to the second question uh, in the form of an app. Awesome. Um, And to the first question... That's not something we comment on. Fair, completely reasonable. But, uh, you'll you'll hear more about the app pretty soon. That is very exciting, and that's to be that is a companion app. Uh, just to be fully clear and transparent, it's a companion app, not a digital. Version. Understood,
0: and that that is what I was envisioning for that second half of the question. Because as somebody who has, and I'm not exaggerating, dozens of decks sitting in well, one floor below me in my basement right now and some of them cards scattered all over my desk. It's, everybody, my wife will be a lot happier if there's less cards strewn and
1: I could just look it up online kind of thing. <laughs> it, it, it is, it is, uh, it needs to be handy, right? Right. Like the utility of the thing is the key here. Does it, does it help you do what you want to do? Do it, which is mostly when you're sitting at the table. Can I access the rules in the FAQ in a way where I just go to one place and I know that they're right there? Mm. If I need to up, you know, all of the Dino can I do that really, really quickly and see what their card text on some other Dinobot? You know, that that's the kind of thing that we're looking for there. That sounds spectacular. And can I can I... I read Yep. And you'll hear more about that from us in, in a little bit. Awesome. Looking forward to it.
0: So, uh, Scott, let me punt it back to you because uh, that, that got me really excited. So, <laughs> need to calm down. I just had, I just,
2: I just had one last quick, um, like, I guess, strategy question you could say. So, I know this set hasn't been revealed yet, but I guess I'm just wondering, like, how playable have you found the combiners to be in playtesting?
1: Pretty, pretty playable. Um, it depends on the combiner team, right? Like, the, the combiners um, are not all combination um, and that is by intent um, and you can kind of see that in some of the the, the overall power levels of their combined forms um, but in general we want combination to be achievable we don't want it to be a pie in the sky thing that happens so infrequently that it is it is laughable and we don't want it to be something that is a guaranteed action that will always happen every single turn uh, every single game that you you, you play a combiner team, and so we think we found a fairly comfortable um, combination rate. I so guess I just made that turn off. Turn off. Hey, It um, makes sense to me. <laughs> right? Uh, we want combination, successful combination to be memorable, and we do want it to be meaningful. So when you, when, you, when you have achieved combination, we want that to be an impactful point in the game. And because it's a little bit difficult... Like, there's, there's work that you must do as the pilot of any given deck to do it. We want it to have an impact on the game when it happens. So I would say that once you achieve combination, we've found and, and we, we've, we've designed in, you are more likely to win if you go into it in a situation where you have, you know, some health on the combiner. If, it, if you've got one character, you know, left in play and five KO'd characters and you attempt to do Optimus, Mac, and you combine Optimus, Maximus, and he has two hit two health left <laughs> We're probably gonna have a bad day <laughs> you might have a bad day uh, but but uh you know if, if you have, if you if your plan works it, it, it they're strong they're strong characters
0: it's definitely from the outside looking in and obviously you guys have significantly more information than we do at this stage uh and probably for a while as we acclimate ourselves as players to the new set and the new environment uh it definitely feels like a very narrow line to walk where it has to feel awesome when you do it, but it can't quite be an I win button by doing right. so.
1: So you've, you've nailed it on the head there. That's yeah. that's exactly what we want, to, we want it to be. We want it to be, to be satisfying, meaningful, a little bit of a challenge, but not too much of a challenge, and quite impactful, but not my opponent throws up their hands in despair uh, when I do this to him or her. Um, so it, it was it was a challenge that the game design team I think really really nailed well.
0: Yeah, it's it's something that is shaping up. I mean, it was gonna be interesting because hey, combiner set two already. And you mentioned triple changes earlier, and Scott had also brought up all of the other mechanics when we went over all of the things that are stuffed into this first expansion set. Uh, I'm, I can't wait. I, I know I'm I'm being a broken record, but Scott will tell you, I'll, I'll sit and talk anybody's ear off about Transformers at every single event. When I go out to other stuff, my family's tired of hearing about Transformers, so I'm really looking
1: forward to this. Yeah, and you know, one of the things that I was really excited about was able to a number of character cards and battle cards that that were off, you know, perpendicular to the, the combiner theme. Um, for example, the card that I just revealed this morning when this goes live on uh, uh uh is grapple and grapple's ability is completely sideways to um, a lot of the things that goes on in the set but you know that that triggered ability of when you have all four colored pips do something cool and is takes one of the new that the green pip and uses it in a different uh, in a different way that we thought was really exciting that that's the kind of game design I
0: were you because you've mentioned before, Drew, that uh, your your favorite Transformers? Uh, was he getting held back for that?
1: <laughs> Not intentionally, but it did work out. That way. Really well. <laughs> it, um, it's it nice how things part work part. out sometimes, right? <laughs> it, it is, um, and you know, I know that there's going to be a lot of conspiracy. Theory in the second set, and the picture of Drew revealing Grapple has Drews or. Er- <laughs> Clearly, Drew, just doing these things together. But I, 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 promise you that it was more accidental than it was intentional. <laughs> we'll believe you. We'll, we'll, we'll take your word on it, Drew. I trust you. Great, great. <laughs> um, Thank
0: you. So that kind of does it for me, Scott. Did you have anything else you wanted to bring up?
2: I was wondering if, you, if any of the big shows or anything coming up, if we can, that we might be able to see you at anytime soon. If you know that it's going to fit in your schedule or anything like that.
1: Uh, I would say. We are just a few too, uh, days too early, too, for us to have that Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but, yeah, I'm pretty sure that you'll be able to see me publicly at some point soon. Awesome. So, uh, I guess we don't want to
0: keep you all afternoon.
1: Oh, 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 oh. Oh, I will be at Toy Fair. I'll be at New York Toy Fair, which is mostly an in- a professional um, event. But there is a fan day, and um, uh, I will be there in the Transformers booth. With the with the new tr- rise of the combiners, and we'll have Predaking there. And um,
0: please tell me so, if somebody dri- cosplaying as Predaking—that would be lovely.
1: That, no. Okay. <laughs> no, I'll be in my wizard's corporate gear. Okay. Uh, uh But if the, if any if any trend, uh, fans out there, any of your listeners happen to have gotten lucky and gotten a, a ticket to uh, fan day for Toy Fair, say hi to me.
0: Awesome. We'll definitely Great. check it out if you can make it out there. Say hello to Drew. Uh, is there anything else you want to bring up, Drew, before we sign off?
1: Uh, only one thing, um, and that is i I deeply appreciate the giving the community. Um, the uh, analysis, the information that you provide to the community, the the general um, way you go about being awesome superfans has been has been very gratifying to see um and again thank you both well thank you
0: yeah thank you both for joining us and for your efforts john efforts and the remainder of your team's efforts in creating and providing us this game because well we wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for that so thank you
1: it is literally our pleasure i literally live
0: (laughs) well again thank you drew please extend our thanks to your entire team And for everybody out there listening or watching, thank you for staying with us and tune in next time for some more Random Thoughts.